now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Keith. Believe it or not, from Flight Training Professionals and Dennis... And if that weren't enough, and it never could be possibly, knowing our crew, we have help from AOPA's Tom Haynes, who's with us uh, as well. He's he's kind of officially retired, but he's still working at AOPA at the moment. Right, Tom? You're still officially employed? Or is it our... Well, not, not really employed, oh. just uh, doing a little contract work for AOPA. Okay, so he's consulting. I can't let go. All yes. right, there you go. They tried to kick him out, but he won't leave. <laughs> So, which is a good thing, and it gives them more time to work with us and and elevate our crew uh, by a notch or two. So, uh, yeah, it's an, it's nice to you know catch up. There's been a lot going on in the aviation world, uh, news wise, uh, especially on the commercial side. The big news this week, the big announcement was Heathrow Airport there in the UK uh, said, uh, look, uh, you guys got to quit, uh, selling so many airline tickets. They're like limiting it to a hundred thousand passengers at, uh, London Heathrow airport. I mean, uh, what, what's AOP, uh, what's AOPA thinking of this kind of stuff or just in general, what do you think, Tom? Well, you know, there's lot, lots of issues going on here, uh, relative to this, you know, uh, air traffic control issues in the United States as well, air, air traffic flow issues. The, uh, the airlines have been caught on the carpet, of course, by Congress, by the Secretary of Transportation, and, and many others because of their sort of management of air traffic during the busy summer season. Um, and it comes at a time when the FAA is kind of understaffed from an air traffic standpoint, and they, they have people trying to take vacations, just like the rest of us, at a time when they're already understaffed, while air traffic flows at a, is a really uh, significant level. Jacksonville Center uh, is, is a real choke point going up and down the East Coast. And that often gets uh, things backed up for, for uh, air traffic going north and south. And so, um, and yeah, it becomes uh, a real challenge. And then the airlines themselves, you know, they laid off uh, so many pilots during COVID, which, you know, in some way understandable, but they way overdid it. Yeah. You know, they offered too many sweet deals for their high-priced uh, talent who was about to retire anyhow and got them out the door early. And now... Um, they need them back or they need pilots in general, but uh, they, they don't want to pay those high uh, salaries again to those sort of senior captains who all took advantage of early retirement. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like they used it as an opportunity to cut, cut their costs sort of to the extreme. And, and now they just don't have enough pilots. Yeah, uh, it's nuts. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, and, and we need to get into this a little bit more to find, see if we can narrow it down. Like what is the real problem? But the solution that the folks across the pond came up with seems pretty drastic to me that they just told the airlines, look, you can't uh, sell any more tickets or we're going to limit passengers to 100,000 people. If you try to sell past that, uh, you can't do that anymore. I mean, could we see that in the U.S. at any of the big airports, you think? Yeah, I suppose it it, it could happen, but it, you know, that, that doesn't seem to be as big an issue in the United States. Um, You know, the, the airports themselves while busy, it's more likely that there are TSA issues at some of the airports that cause the backup. In fact, that's another issue at Heathrow 
um, uh, uh, we're actually headed there in, at the end of September, and we just got a notification from a tour company that just beware that uh, TSA backups are two and three hours for international flights to arrive early. Hmm. Um, so it's you know less to do with airport capacity in the United States. It's more about the TSA's ability to process people. Uh, interesting. All right. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Keith, what do you say? I know you've uh, been monitoring a lot of the commercial traffic with some of the pilots you deal with. Uh, you got any thoughts on this mess uh, from your perspective? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think it's, I think it's multifaceted, uh, like, like Tom is saying. Um, it's El- Elpa wants to say that it's only a pay issue, but it's not. You know, they, they did let too many people go. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys said, I'm not coming back when they let them go. Um, and it takes an awful lot to get people back up to speed once you let them go and get, get them trained again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then it's just the backlog of not being able to hire enough people because not enough people are getting into the aviation business. Right. Which is something that AOPA has been, been trying Pushing to push hard. for, for yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's been an ongoing effort over the last year or two to really push to get some, you know, fresh blood into the industry. But, yeah, it takes time for that to kind of ramp up. But then, uh, you know, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the Pilots Association claiming that, it, well, it's the airlines are not managing their staff uh, well enough. What about that, uh, Tom? You think there's some truth to that or is that just grandstanding with negotiations with unions and their employers and stuff like that, which I kind of thought it might be a little bit of that. Yeah. I think the answer to that is yes. Okay. It's all of the above. <laughs> you know, Good there's, answer. There's yeah. some, some elements on both sides. I mean, the airlines have done a, a poor job of managing their flights. They're, they're, and sometimes they're asking too much of the pilots uh, and, and it's because they don't have enough pilots, but again, they don't have enough pilots partly their own fault because they they let too many go and didn't make it enticing enough for people to come back after COVID. Right. So um, there's sort of shades of, of all of the above. Yeah. And on top of all of this, what makes it look a little bit worse, I think, for the uh, airline companies is that they are uh, making crazy amount of money at the moment, aren't they? Even though fuel prices are up and stuff, demand is so strong. Uh, I heard a report uh, earlier today that, the commercial airlines are looking at record profits. So I, you know, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, what do you think, Tom? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I think it's, it, it's yeah. great. They're making money. They, sure. They, they take huge risks uh, on these very expensive products called airplanes and, and, and the airport costs that they incur and all these new terminals and that sort of thing. So um, nothing, nothing wrong with that, but they also have to deliver a quality and dependable service. And mm-hmm. that's where Secretary of Transportation Buttigieg has, has been beating them up a little bit. It's like, well, okay, you're going to sell these high price tickets, but you better del- deliver a quality product to the customers because the uh, the DOT has been overrun by complaints this year, more complaints than ever. Um, and that's uh, customers are just unhappy with the cancellations that have occurred, the delayed flights, and, and that's luggage has so, gone up. It, it, it's it's yeah. nut, uh, nuts. Dennis, uh, I, I got to ask you, what, you got any thoughts about this? Do you think it's uh, uh, do they need to take some of those profits and funnel it in and uh, paying pilots more or making, you know, the the uh, job of a pilot more attractive to the younger generation? What do you think? Well, uh, that certainly would go a long way. I mean, the problem is the entry level pilots are, are where it's unattractive, you know, for somebody to look at it the first year. uh it's it's not terrible money, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's not anywhere near where it is when you're a 10-plus-year long-haul captain 
uh, where, you know, you work what 10 days out of the month and you pull in, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that was some of the fat that was trimmed with during COVID. They got rid of a lot of those high priced people. Uh, but that's also what made the airline business very attractive. Yeah. And, and Keith, I got to say, I saw a YouTube video today, so you know it's true. But he was saying that uh, the, the, an entry-level pilot or someone just starting the process to become a pilot, it costs them so much in training and everything like that, that when you amateurize it out, right, it, it's, it's like working at McDonald's or something for, the, for a few months. Because, well, first of all, McDonald's is playing, paying pretty good uh, salaries in some cities right now because they're, they're suffering from uh, a work shortage of folks as well. What do you think? There are some schools that, yes, that, you know, when somebody gets their their flight instructor certificate and they start training, that, yeah, they don't pay them all that well. But I think you're, you'll find if you start doing some research that the, uh, the bigger flight schools, like my flight school, we start people out at $30 an hour. And so that's not, that's better than that McDonald's, bad. I believe, even when they're, uh, yeah, uh, paying the big bucks you know, in New York City. But, but McDonald's doesn't have customers that are trying to kill you all the time. Well, okay. You know, so, so we're, <laughs> I mean, that's really not what happens. What McDonald's well, are you going that. to that's, exactly? No, but that's, that's the joke, you know, with flight instructors. You know, those first few hours are awfully sporting with new pilots. And so, you know, there's that risk there. Okay. It, it, makes it, right. it can be, but All you right. have to manage that risk. Well, look, exactly. yeah, obviously you need to apply for a gig at uh, Flight Training Professionals. They pay pretty good for those beginning pilots. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What is this? Somebody enrolled somebody back into pilot school. So what do you say we quit that dead-end job you're in and put your mommy in a real nice home, something with 24-hour care on me, and not one of them Bangham and Binham joints, something really nice. Would be nice to go back to pilot school. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We got Keith with us as well from Flight Training Professionals and from AOPA. Eh, kind of retired. Uh, Tom Haynes, he's working with us to, like I said, elevate our crew to another level uh, today on the big show. All right, so, uh, you know, I don't know where this is going to go with this pilot shortage thing or whether it's uh, how the, you know, CEOs of the commercial airliners are managing their companies, if it's their fault that we're having so many issues uh, on on the commercial thing, or or we just don't have enough pilots getting into the system. I mean, that seems to be the thing that I've heard over the last couple of years that seems to hold the most water as far as, you know, what I have seen uh, with the numbers. And, And Tom kind of backs me up on that, I believe. Is that true, Tom? Right? Are you with me? I'm with you. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. And, you know, I mean, sure, you know, it's a little tough at the beginning to manage the flight instruction. You might not make quite as much money as you want, but if you hang in there, you'll, you know, you'll have a payoff. And, you know, and even if it is comparable to working at McDonald's, you're going to get a different life experience if you become a pilot, you know, skills that you will transfer, tra- transfer into your life. You know, with all the checklists and things, it'll make you a better person as opposed to just learn how to make a vanilla shake at uh, McDonald's. But uh, but I don't know, Tom, you used to work at McDonald's, so look at you. Yeah, uh, look, at, <laughs> look at me. You know, look, how, look at my might have been different, right? Uh, yeah, no, I, I learned to fly, or I was working at McDonald's as a teenager using some of that money to help me learn to fly. Okay, well, uh, you can do that. You can do list. both. Sure. Um, Why not? But Multitask. anyhow, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's skill sets there. I mean, you got to be part, you're part of a team when you're working in the grill and uh, making milkshakes and all, all that right, sort of thing right. at, at McDonald's. And, but, but truly I've always said this, you know, learning to fly changes you. Yeah. Um, it, it has an impact on your entire life. It's not just about manipulating controls inside a cockpit. It, it really changes uh, you in a lot of ways. And I think, um, you know, it makes most people better people. It makes, makes you a better business leader, for example, and we've talked about that a lot, and particularly mm-hmm. instrument skills um, really help you uh, in the business world because it's, it's all about, you know, to a certain extent, teamwork. Many times you're working as part of a crew um, and you're working with ATC. Uh, you also have to learn how to plan. You have to be prepared to deal with un- um, uncertainties um, and, and yet take certain risks, but not too many risks. And those are all important skills from a business standpoint. Sure, but let's not forget that it also, uh, you know, gives you bragging rights once you become a pilot. It's almost like a superpower. I mean, you can fly and you tell your friends you're a pilot. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty impressive thing for the chicks. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 that's true. But at the bar, you know, you whip out your pilot certificate and, you know, that, that, that may impress somebody. Yeah, probably not anybody that you care about. But, yeah, unless, and, yeah. you know, unless you're at AirVenture, Oshkosh AirVenture sort of thing, and then you can bet that somebody at the bar has more certificates on your, their certificate. Than that's you right. 
Yeah, you can only brag in non-aviation type events. Right. That is right. so true. There'll always be another person that'll, uh, you know, uh, they'll eclipse your your skills by by. But but you know, I, I kid, I kid. But you're with me on this, right, Keith? You think you like somebody's always bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Right. But you would agree with Tom that. You know, uh, taking those, uh, you know, going through the classes, become a, a pilot will give you just life lessons that you can apply to the entire life, not just for aviation. Absolutely. Because if, especially if you're very standardized as a pilot, uh, it's going to give you disciplines that you can use across any area in your life. Right. Uh, like Tom said, the planning of it, especially for an instrument pilot, uh, is very in-depth. And that's what you need to do in business, and you should be doing in your life, you know, with your finances and so forth. That's right. Uh, if you're a little scatterbrained, like, uh, well, I, I know of one person on our crew who's kind of like that, Dennis. No, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, applying checklists and all that kind of stuff, it does. It keeps you organized. It forces you to, you know, uh, focus uh, and, and get things done more efficiently and, and properly, and that's the key. Well, think about it as a pilot, you know, you, you don't want anything to come as a surprise. That's why we do flight plans. That's why we check notams, all this kind of stuff. And when we get into that airplane, we know where we're going, what we're going to do, how we're going to get there, what approach we want to fly all before we actually even take off. I think the same thing translates to businesses. If for those CEOs that can see the bigger picture and be planning ahead and be thinking about all the things that they need, they're better able to make those decisions because they've already thought about all the eventualities and have tried to narrow down and gather as much information from their trusted sources and uh, you know, so that they don't go in uninformed, scatterbrained, as you like to use the term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more planned. And I, I think that that really does describe almost every pilot. Yeah, well, it, it describes anybody who's working through issues. You know, if you if you have a problem as a pilot, what do we got to do? We, we divert to a different airport. If the weather creates a problem, you have a plan B, you have a plan C, that kind of thing. You learn all this kind of stuff. You can apply it to everyday life. I, I think there's a lot a lot there to consider for sure. All right. Well, well one of uh, the things that you learn as a pilot is you, you learn how to, to prioritize. Because, you know, you can have, depending on the airplane that you're flying, so for instance, if you're flying a jet, if you're having an engine failure, the first indication of that engine failure is a loss of the generator. Mm-hmm. It's not actually, you know, oil pressure or anything like that. So you can't just grab whatever is the first indication that you have and take and run with that and say, well, I've got a generator failure. Let's run the generator in object list. When in reality, what you have is an engine that's shut down or failing or whatever the case may be. So you have to prioritize, and you've got to be able to take things that are um, coming at you from different angles and say, okay, this is number three in my priority list. I've got to stay focused on the mission because no matter what you do, somebody has to fly that airplane. You can't ever stop flying the airplane. Right. You better fly it first before worrying about, oh, crap, I'm going to have to change my shorts when I land. That would be so lower that, down on the uh, checklist, right? That's correct. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to learn to multitask as well. And nobody does that really well. Pilots like to think they do it well. But when push comes to shove and when you get uh, into hard IFR uh, flying and you mm-hmm. have an emergency going on, it's very difficult to multitask because you just don't have the bandwidth to to handle it. Right. And that's where Especially you turn to your crew resource. Pilot. 
Yeah. And that's where you treat the crew resource management. Even if it's single pilot, can you use the autopilot? Can you, you know, leverage ATC services? So again, using the resources that's available to you, even if you're flying alone, you still have a lot out there that you can count on. All right. Well, there you go. And, you know, like I said, all this applies uh, can can transfer right into your real life as even a non-pilot. It's good stuff for sure. All right. Look, we got a lot to cover on Just Plane Radio. Big news this week. The debut of The Bachelorette. I know the entire crew is like on pins and needles. Which pilot could it be? We'll talk about it next. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I am actually a flight instructor right now. Okay. So would you learn how to fly? I don't know if I would trust me. What got you into it? I've always kind of liked aviation. I like travel. I wanted to do something different. Do you like traveling? I do really like it. I want to do more of it. Yeah. But if I can get some frequent flyer miles or whatever, if you can hook me up, you got the hook up? You have to befriend a pilot. I don't know. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis, Captain Keith from Flight Training Professionals, also from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes helping us out as well. Uh, you know, semi-retired, but which gives him more time to watch The Bachelorette. And uh, I don't know, did you see the episode this past week there, Tom, where the debut? I, uh, it's not some, just one. Somehow that went went right by my schedule. I'm what? not sure how I missed that. Okay. Yes. I, 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 I may be retired, but I don't have that much time on my hands. Well, you got a DVR, so you'll catch up next week. But you saw or heard that there's actually two bachelorettes this year. They've split it up. And one of them oh. is our pilot friend, uh, Rachel, who's a private pilot in uh, no, Central Florida. Now, she she kind of got down to the last uh, two or three in the last season So they uh, in the, on The Bachelor. And now she is one of the bachelorettes. So she gets to call the shot. She's the captain to keep all these uh, single guys in line. So, uh, you know, we're rooting for her to find love. I mean, I, I know Keith in particular. He's a huge fan of the bachelorette. And you will probably pull for Rachel more than the other lady. 
uh, just because she's a pilot, right? Uh, right, Keith? You're on that team. You're on uh, team, Rachel. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I think we're all what, on what, team, Rachel. What's the bachelorette? <laughs> what's, what, what do you mean? They're, they're trying to find love. They're trying to hook up and go, you know, join the mile high club. I think that's it in a nutshell. Uh, but uh, we're yeah. on team Rachel. We've reached out to her. She, she got her private pilot's license. Uh, literally, I, I believe uh, in maybe uh, Tampa, Lakeland area, and she works over there as an instructor or something. I don't know. We reached out to her, and we were blown off promptly, uh, as as we expected. But we still are on Team Rachel, and you're with me on this too, Tom. You, you'd pull for one of our own, wouldn't you? She uh, is sure, one of us. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, given all the other people that, that probably are on that show, if one of them happens to be a pilot, I guess, yeah, that, that certainly okay. uh, yeah. is worth I'm worth not feeling a whole lot of love out of this crew, but... <laughs> well, thank God we have Greg, because he can watch it so the rest of us don't have to. Okay, you're right. welcome. Yeah, uh, you know, that's my role as as your first mate or or as your co-pilot, you know. I do the stuff you don't have to. You know, to. I wish you'd put as much effort into your sporties online courses and get your private pilot written done as oh, you're it's happening. Into the bachelorette. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll have to call up Rachel and get her to sign off and uh teach me. She's a I I'm pretty certain she's a flight instructor. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. She's actually an instructor too, so but she's a little distracted at the moment. Has her hands full. Her, her well, flight plan. would be a perfect fit then. What do you mean? <laughs> you're a little distracted with this TV show. You're saying, uh, oh, I thought you were saying I'm a handful. But, well, uh, there is that. I, I can. <laughs> I defer to Keith. Uh, he's got probably a little bit oh, more we don't, recent We don't experience. need to go there. I've been beat up enough over the last few years. I'm still working on I'm it. I'm sure he's there. got a couple extra bananas left to throw at you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were giving me those as awards at one time. Then they then they kind of turned on me and just started chucking them at me. <laughs> it's like, wait, I thought <laughs> this was better response. To, I thought this was a reward. Nope, this is punishment now. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, I digress. At least we didn't do what monkeys otherwise do. Oh, okay, quit it. <laughs> better throw bananas than yeah. Understood. All right, so uh, Tom uh, is regretting joining us today, but that I, I appreciate his. Uh, I don't know, his lack of standards. He still manages to hang with us and tolerate our nonsense, and we well, do we appreciate We keep him that. grounded. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's semi-retired uh, now. So he's out there enjoying himself, uh, flying around. Uh, you're going to Air Venture, but you have a little, uh, I don't know, uh, a diversion on the way. You're going to do the RV thing out at Air Venture. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to take the motor on, which I did last year to Air Venture, except this year. I'm going uh, uh, from Maryland uh, to Wisconsin via Iowa uh, to Four City, Iowa, where the Winnebago Grand National Rally starts this week. And uh, I've never been. It's sort of a, a homecoming for all Winnebagos. It's it's kind of like the Oshkosh for, for Winnebago owners. Really? And okay. so uh, I'm going to head out there this week and spend uh, some time uh, camping and that, that sort of thing and learning all about uh, the the vehicle and a bunch of seminars and that sort of thing kind of like we do at air venture got it and then uh, at the end of that of next week i'm gonna go to uh air venture and drive, drive on up to wisconsin and spend the better part of the next week uh doing a bunch of aviation seminars and hanging out with uh, my pilot friends well there you go the best of both worlds i mean it's great to you know, take your RVA. Uh, you know, take your RV and go, and go camp at Air Venture. But this uh, Winnebago thing—do they have like races and stuff too? Do they race them, or they just you know teach you about them? 
Uh, I'm going to guess it's more of a stole drag competition. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Low and slow. That would be kind of cool. But uh, I, I don't know that much about that. Event. Yeah. 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 They don't do that. They just uh, set up seminars, get everybody to, you know, you know, gather together, roast marshmallows, that kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure there's some of that, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's, and pickleball, you know, I've never Pickle- played pickleball, okay. but there's, there's pickleball tournament every day. So I'm going to really? check that. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually, uh, I, I was just exposed to uh, pickleball oh. just a month or two ago and I don't get it. I was like, <laughs> you know, where's the pickle? I, you know, I was like, if you actually used a giant dill pickle instead of this wiffle ball thing, they whack around, you got my interest, but this, it didn't, it just didn't do it for me. I think they need to use a pickle. It makes sense. Otherwise, you know, I don't get it. I know. I know the history. You know, pickle, the guy who started it, his dog was named Pickle. Who cares? Use a pickle. Make it more interesting already. Okay. Maybe that's just me. Uh, But anyway, so when you go to Air Venture, do you got a plan of attack? Are you just going to go back and sit back and and take it all in or, or, you know, uh, what's on your flight plan for uh, Air Venture this year, Tom? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a tweener year this year. You know, um, up at the thirty couple times I've been there before, it's always been in f- full work mode, right? Uh, and and this year, I guess, sort of sort of semi-employed that I am doing a couple things for AOPA. Still going to make some of the press conferences that I usually go to just to say hi to friends and various companies. But I've also got some free time, so I'm actually going to go uh, wander around the show and get to see some things that probably after having been there 30 sometimes I still have missed because I've always been wrapped up doing work stuff. So I'm going to go kind of explore the nooks and crannies and the corners of air venture that I've missed all these years. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, on the top of your mind that you want to share or, or it's just one of those things you'll know it when you get there? Well, uh, one of the, one of the big ones is, uh, is what they call the swamp, which is uh, down in uh, the, the warbirds area where, a bunch of the warbird enthusiasts get together and they've got motorhomes. They can all um, house there together. And it's a, it's a big week long party. Uh, and I've been invited many times to stop by and I've never managed to get there. So this year I'm definitely going to get by the swamp and uh, hang out with the warbird enthusiasts and, uh, and see what that's all about. So I want to do that. And then lots of uh, corners of the, the, um, the, the ultralight world. that is just more of a curiosity. I want to get down to that end of the airport and check yeah. out some of the, weird flying vehicles down there yeah now i believe they're having a aren't they having a showing of top gun maverick on site didn't we didn't we cover that dennis i thought i heard that they were going to do a I thought movie that night. that's what i had heard too that you'll have a theater in the woods will be sharing uh, both the original and maverick yeah is there any chance tom uh you know uh tom cruise might show up and surprise everybody tom i know you know him because your first name is tom too there you go. Yeah. Uh, we all know each other all the times. Um, yeah, I suppose there is some chance, but I, I certainly wouldn't put my money on it, but yeah. uh, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean he is a pilot. Why right. would he not want to come? Well, to that's why I'm wondering if he might just uh, sneak in there and take a look around himself or, yeah, you know, it'd be on the lookout for Tom Cruise. And if not, look out for Tom Haynes. So <laughs> you might see either Tom at Air Venture uh, this year. So it'll be a good time regardless. And maybe Dennis. I don't know, Keith, you going or are you staying put? I'm not. I was supposed okay. to go, but now I have to fly a trip. So All right. Go. There's always that work thing that gets work in the way. Thing. That four-letter word we're not supposed to say. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. 
with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I need your weights, by the way. What do you mean? For the plane. It's a safety issue. This is a regulation. This is. Ask Jeff if he'll give you his weight. You're not going to give me your weight? She doesn't even know how much I weigh. No. You know who else doesn't know how much I weigh? My doctor. My weight. My business. No one knows. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be dead in the Sea of Cortez than have you know what I weigh. We got two hearts on fire. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis from Flight Training Professionals. We have Captain Keith and a semi-retired from AOPA, Tom Haynes, assisting the crew, elevating us to another level today. Hopefully you've enjoyed the ride. Now, uh, you know, AirVenture literally is going to be here in like a, a week or two. And uh, Dennis is planned to be there for a few days. Obviously, Tom's going to be out there in his RV, and we'll uh, cover it as effectively as we can here on uh, Just Plain Radio. One of the uh, you know videos that made its debut, and I don't know, is that RV15 plane going to be at AirVenture? I assume it is. Is that right, Tom, that I've seen on YouTube, or do we know? Well, that that's certainly the plan or their, their, their goal. I was actually talking to the president of Vans Aircraft uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and that's before the video came out, and he was telling me that, that that's certainly they're, they're pushing real hard to get there. The fact that they released the video, um, I guess, uh, is a good indication that at least it's flying, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's uh, getting it uh, to the point where they feel comfortable flying it all the way to AirVenture from uh, Oregon yeah. is, uh, you know. Another a, issue a altogether. Story, so. It was nice and shiny. Uh, I mean, but that's, so it's unfinished. Is that right, Dennis? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's the first flight of the first prototype RV-15. I mean, they literally just rolled it out and gave it its its first ever flight. And so if it, I mean, it's a manufacturer's prototype, but it's still an experimental airplane and they're going to have to burn 40 hours off of it before they can leave their kind of their local testing areas. So I'm sure that they're going to try to get as many hours as they can. And if they have any plans on flying it there, venture. Yeah. Uh, what makes it different, Tom? I mean, is it just like, uh, like three better than the RV 12? <laughs> well, it's actually, quite this one goes to for, 15 <laughs> for, for vans in on, uh, in that it's a high wing. Um, and uh, they've never produced a high wing airplane before, mm-hmm. and it's really seem and, and, and a tailwheel, which obviously has been their sort of bread and butter. They've had some tricycle gear airplanes too, but um, the uh, it clearly is is something that they're trying to uh, get into the backcountry market, which is very hot right now. A lot of people buying airplanes and trying to do some backcountry flying, and so this airplane I think is meant to compete in that space. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how well it does. There are some pretty established brands out there already. But of course, Vans itself is a, is a very um, um, established brand in the experimental kitbuilt world. So, right, we'll see see how well it does. Yeah, it looked real nice. And and at the end of the video, I saw you know they had a big crowd when they debuted uh, the plane to everybody, and everyone was looking around. And then the video kind of thins out. And at the end of the video, uh, two guys are on each end of the wing, and uh, one of them starts lifting up on it. Like, you know, it's like kicking tires of a new car, I guess. I don't And then the other guy kicks up the wing. I'm like, what are they doing, Dennis? What is that? Well, 
the reason they're doing that is Vans is doing something very different with this airplane. You know, you're, you know how the Cessna 172's landing gear works? It's yeah. the entire landing gear is like a big spring, and that's what helps absorb the landing. Right. But for a backcountry airplane, that's not exactly what you want. You know, you're bouncing over rocks and uneven terrain. You don't want the airplane springing back up on you. Yeah. So what the most of these backcountry planes have got bungees and shock absorbers and all these things, they've hidden all of that inside the airplane to reduce drag is what I heard, uh, mm. which seems ironic on a backcountry plane that's typically known for low and slow, but they're, they're looking at it. So they've got internal dampened uh, shock absorbers or something on that so that it's not just a leaf spring anymore. It's really some pretty technological things are being done to make a better mousetrap when it comes to a backcountry plane. I just thought they were trying to break it. And uh, I guess... That was just me. I was like, you know, if that was my plane, I'd be, hey, dudes, wait, yeah, light up, man. What are you doing? No, I, mean, I think from a pilot standpoint, it's going to be fantastic. You're coming into a rough, unimproved field, and instead of being, you know, tossed and bounced, that airplane just plants and sucks up all the bumps along the way, and you've got a nice, smooth ride Yeah. Um, as you roll into a stop. I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see oh, yeah. how they do that. Well, I mean, uh, is it on your list uh, to get one of those, Tom, at some point? Do you want one like that? I mean, it's kind of like a Cub kind of design, right? Uh, yeah, I guess kind of a modern airplane, and yeah, I'd, I'd rather have a friend that had one. Would be the, would be the ultimate goal. I think. <laughs> Dennis, Keith, he's re- he's looking I, at my you. My wife guys. has said I can only have one airplane, so I've got oh. the Mooney. I'm done. Time time to upgrade. The wife or the airplane? Well, I, that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think one is going to be more expensive than the other. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to eat the airplane. Exactly. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, there is that. Uh, and of course, once again, we'll cover, uh, you know, all the cool stuff that we, uh, can see and, uh, share with you here on Just Plane Radio from Air Venture. So make sure you keep listening for that. Another little news nugget we got to share involves Ryanair, the, uh, the discount carrier across the pond, right, Dennis? That's correct. So Ryanair, uh, has, uh, kind of come across with, uh, this interesting little, uh, way of, handling their pot their passengers that can get a bit unruly uh you know they they are an irish carrier um and irish people are kind of known to partying and uh you know, they, they they have a lot of trips that are going to these party islands in spain and greece hmm. and, and in many cases the party starts long before the airplane lands and okay. you know what can happen when you get a lot of people and a lot of liquor involved in an airplane it can get a little unruly in the back well the flight attendants have figured out a way to moderate the behavior they can pick up the phone and call up to the captain and they uh, can magically find some artificial turbulence. <laughs> Basically the captain can turn on the uh, fastened seatbelt sign and get people to sit down. And uh, it tends to uh, with, hold down some of the partying that's going on in the back and get them to be a little bit less unruly. Interesting. So it, 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 they're using the seatbelt sign. To keep their uh, passengers in check. This can't possibly be a, a new thing. Uh, uh, is it, uh, Keith? Because you're a commercial uh, pilot dog. You used to do all that it, stuff. We refer to it as PIT, Pilot Induced Turbulence. Aha. Okay. So See, I'm uh, thinking that's back to the, the uh, old Farsight cartoon. It was like, uh, I think I see some turbulence up ahead, and the pilot grabs the wheel and shakes the whole plane. You know, that, well, you didn't yes. have to even do that. You just use the lights, just like uh, th- this story just got leaked. And it happened to be Ryanair with the ones that squealed. 
Is that what happened? They broke the pilot code, the commercial pilot code, Keith? They did. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like those people that work at Disney and they, they tell all the Disney secrets. Yes. You know, like, like when they tell you to have a Disney day. Yeah. They're really, they're really saying. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> That's, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> I get, I get, they say that to me two or three times throughout the day when I go to the theme park there. What, well, now you know what they're talking about. Interesting. All right. You learn stuff every day. But, uh, but I don't know. Should I, I'm wondering if we even have to listen to the uh, seatbelt uh, sign chime anymore now. Yeah, he's like, hey, no, come on, that's prove what's it. End up happening. That, that's what's going to end up happening because you you cry fox too many times and people just aren't going to pay attention to it. Anymore. Yes, I, I I'm thinking so. But but if you guys, uh, if the pilot in command puts on the seatbelt sign, you have no uh, recourse. You have to obey whether you know it's it's fake news or uh, it's real turbulence potentially coming up. Right. Just so I'm clear. Well, I want to know if I have to, if I'm going to break the law, if I decide to, like, hey, prove it. I, I feel nothing. Well, if the seatbelt sign is turned on and yeah. you decide to get up and you end up getting hurt, it's on you. Well, of course, you, you right. Can't, you, you can't go after the airline. Well, technically, you're not supposed to be able to go after the airline right. uh, for an injury that occurred when the seatbelt sign was on. Okay. But I mean, can they, uh, you know, make you sit down even if there's no turbulence and you're like, I know you guys are just trying to keep us down and I really got to go. Can they Remember, do anything? They have well, zip ties and duct tape. So your choice is to put on the seatbelt voluntarily. Well, what are they going to zip tie? That sounds like a, a real problem uh, on many levels. All right. Look, luckily we're out of time. So we're going to just wrap it up with that. Till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. They're just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs>